Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. So I feel like Kim and I were talking about this one. I give... It's not necessarily, like, a fault, necessarily, but I give people... I give people chances when I probably shouldn't give them chances. Like, you give I have, the strays chances. <laughs> no, I, I just, agree. I think I, I'm the same way, too. I think that's probably think one of my biggest... I give people way too many chances. I don't even know if it's that. I, like, if I get a bad vibe from someone, I still give them a chance. Like, why would I do that to myself? Because mm. you never know. Because sometimes you can be wrong. I'm not saying you. I'm me, everyone. Like, sometimes you can just be wrong. And I don't know, man. I'm a bloodhound. I sniffed him out almost every time. <laughs> you, but in all honesty, okay, think of it this way, right? Imagine if I listened to, like, what... For example, like, Alexis, what, like, your ex said. Like, those things. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I was technically friends with him at one point. So, yeah. or, I mean... She's I a whore! <laughs> like, I'm just saying, imagine if I had listened to those things, we would have never been friends. I know, it would have been crazy. It would have been wrong. Dude, you would have missed the fuck out. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. You would have been on the, you would have on the less green side of the fence. And I would have felt bad. I would have been like, yeah, it's too bad we can't convince Taylor to come party with us. And she's <laughs> stuck with those L words. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> nah, I don't know. You're, I feel like you're... Unless you get, like, a... When you meet someone, like, a really, really, really bad, like, something bad happens. I feel like giving someone a chance is always worth it. But we've also had those people. There's, like, a person in mind that, uh... What if do you believe that people can be, like, hypersensitive to other people's vibes? Yeah, I think so, what too. If, I think so. What if I'm a vibes bloodhound? And I just sniff out the bad ones, and I'm like, nope. Nope. And Alexis fair. is over there, letting it sniff her hand. And she's like, <laughs> it's not so bad. It's okay. We can, we can house break it. And I'm like, don't. <laughs> Dude, Manny too. Manny always tells me, um, I just think it's in your best judgment not to hang out with this person, and I will anyway. And then I'll be like, ah, oh, I told, uh, you told me. I feel like after meeting someone, you can make that assessment, but I feel like until you meet someone or have like, oh, yeah, I'm not saying before. Alright. I'm not saying before meeting them, I'm saying like, Meeting them and being like, oh, there's something a little weird. Sometimes you're right, you know? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I'm always right. I'm probably wrong. What about you, Taylor? What do you think your lesson to learn? Your longest lesson? Um, That I'm still on learning? I guess, like, letting people... Like, take advantage of my niceness and, you know, yeah, still learning that one. See, it sounds like you need a vibes blood end. I can help. What'd you say? I said, I can help. <laughs> 
Don't hurt my goddamn Taylor. Yeah, but do you ever, like... Can you ever, like, feel the energy in a room, though? Like, when you walk in somewhere and you're like, ooh, something mm-hmm. don't feel right. It's like when you know when people are whispering about you or they were at least talking about you. It's like that, too. Even if it's, like, not super obvious, like, them, like, all of a sudden shutting up. But kind of the way it changes. I think I have a hard time trusting my judgment on that. Because I don't know if sometimes it's just in my head or if it's actually, like, if that's what really just happened. Oh, no, I'm right. I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, sometimes I feel like I'm the one who's oblivious to it. Like, hey guys, what's going on? How's everybody see? doing? See? <laughs> you know, like see, a see fucking how? hater. I feel like I've been wrong before, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh no, I've a hundred percent wrong. A hundred percent. There's actually how many thoughts a human has in a singular day, dude. I gotta tell you, it's crazy. Hold on, let me look it up. I know I just don't wanna fucking butcher it, so let me make sure. The average person will typically have more than 6,000 thoughts in a single day. That's not as much as I thought. I know. I'm like, maybe I'm putting in OT. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we are talking to Victoria Gockler, also known as Vital Focus on Instagram, vital.focus. She is incredible at media, and I'm super excited to talk to her. Hey! Hi! What's up, ladies? What's up? How we doing? Good. I didn't even notice that you're on here. Good eye, Alexis. Dude, are you in a log cabin, Alexis? What the beautiful? Oh my god. She is, basically. I live in the woods. Yo, how has nobody ever commented? Has anybody commented on this before? It's beautiful. I don't know. I've kind of been keeping it under the vest a little bit, just because. Oh. Uh, how, how can you? Uh, it's beautiful. Thanks. Yeah, I'm on PJs. Sorry, it's been a long day. <laughs> I feel you, dude. It's the cold weather. It gets everybody. You're just like, Ugh. yeah. Actually, Taylor okay. is super, super bummed that she is not able to come on tonight. Oh, dude, I was so excited. My little brother is, like, building out his forerunner right now, like, to live in. Um, and I know that's, like, right up her alley. So I was so excited to tell her about all, like, his mods. I can tell her a different time, though. I guess it's not really appropriate. Tell us, though, because uh, I'm really curious about that. Dude, it's so rad. Like, right now, he's literally in the garage, like, building these drawers that come out for, like, all this food to go in with this, like, cutting board. He has, like, the tent on the top with, like, the ladder. It's, like, really sick. And not gonna lie, when I first saw the tent, I was like, eh. But then I hopped and, like, 100%, you could sleep with a homie in there and, like, not feel, like, weird about it. Like, it's pretty spacious up there. That's right. So wait, is it the van or it's it's a tent? What is it, dude? It's a forerunner, and it. Can you guys hear me? Okay, I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, you yeah, no, okay. I can hear you. Okay, um, yeah. So it's like a it's a forerunner, and in the back he built this like really cool wood platform, and then there's a bed on there. So he has one like little cabin inside of the forerunner, but then there's also additionally a tent, like a pop up tent on the top. Unbelievable. Oh Cool. Is he gonna yeah, do pretty- uh, cross country with that? 
I think so. Like, he's, like, slowly dabbling with, like, saying places and snowboarding, but I'm looking at it like, bro, that looks so tempting. Like, I kind of would totally be down with that life for a little while. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's, like, Taylor's retirement plan, I think. <laughs> Dude, everything she shared was, like, phenomenal. Like, there's that one bus that was, like, drifting, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I could see her in a van, though, for sure. So, yeah, let's talk a little bit about um, you and what you do with uh, Vital Focus. Wow. Okay. You just want me to, like, pop into, like, what Vital Focus is? or Yeah. Yeah, I do remember you starting Vital Focus because it's only been around for, what, a couple years now, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, dude, Joe Mosk named Vital Focus, fun fact. Um, I I don't know how far you guys want me to backpedal with it, um, but long story short, I've been around cameras for, I don't know, ever. Like, I'm a super nerd for this stuff, like, from being in my high school yearbook staff and, like, Okay, hear me out. This is really funny. Uh, did you guys know there's a state competition for journalism? Like, there's, like, state competitions for, like, basketball and, like, all kinds of other stuff. But so, like, I went to, like, a literal state competition where it's, like, a bunch of nerds in a room writing about, like, a subject. So, like, from the time I was, I don't know, like, I got my first camera when I was, like, 11 or 12. Um and it all kind of started at like the skate park and like abandoned buildings, which I think is really common for people. Um, and then like the whole thing like kind of took off from there. It's like the camera is like my safe spot, right? Um, and from there, um, I worked in uh, all different stuff with cameras. Like um, after high school, I bartended and did a bunch of stuff. Um, but I ended up moving to Colorado when I was 21, um, and I worked for a dispensary. I just kind of, like, put my middle fingers up and was like, I'm moving to Colorado. So I moved to Colorado, and I worked in a dispensary, and I did marketing yeah. advertisements. It was the first time I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm pretty okay at this camera stuff. Like, I can make money doing this. Like, sweet, okay. So I did that, and then I worked for a production company for a couple years, which was incredible. Like, we did documentary films. We did, like, commercials. We worked with some really cool companies, and I wore a ton of different hats in that, right? But with that being said, I didn't really get to do anything that I was super passionate about. Like, with dispensary, I was at the time. Um, and the production company I worked for was amazing. Like, the most influential thing that I did at that company was uh, we did a documentary film on kind of, like, uh, suicide awareness and bullying and, like, that kind of stuff. But then I quit that job learned a ton and then I was like I can so do this on my own I can start my own business like this is gonna be amazing I got this so that I can do like what I want to do and edit the way I want to edit so my parents were incredible and they gave me a little chunk of money a little chunk of change to go out and buy a couple of cameras um since I didn't go to college they were like we're getting the better end of the stick here like cameras are like nothing compared to a college you know education um so I got my cameras, and I'm like, ladies, I'm like, yo, I'm going to have people lined up out the door, like, so stoked to, like, work with me. And then COVID happened, so that got shut down within, like, I don't know, three weeks of me getting cameras. And I'm like, well, shit, like, now what am I going to do? So my brother, Chris Stevens, goes to Club Loose all the time. And as soon as, like, all these things started opening back up with outdoor activities, um, and I grew up like racing motocross and I was always at some kind of a track or skate park or something 
So of course during COVID, like everybody had that time to do self-reflection, you know, and I spent a lot of time thinking if money was an objective, what would I want to shoot, you know? And then Chris ironically invited me to Club Loose, which he's been drifting for a while and I just never really went. Um, but then I went and the second I pulled up to Raceway Park, I was like, oh my God, my people, like this is amazing. I was hooked from the second I stepped foot at Raceway Park. Um, and that's kind of when Vital Focus like was born-ish because then it was like a drug. I was hooked, you know? Um, and yeah, so that's like how drifting started. It was really just because of my brother being into it. Um, yeah, so ever since then, it's just been like full force, like drifting pretty much exclusively. Um, and I freaking love it so much. I can't even tell you, it's insane. It's badass though, because uh, that also led you to start working with like tire stacks too. So kind of in like a short amount of time, though, you got to kind of like travel, and uh, I don't know, that's pretty cool. Dude, I think COVID actually was one of the best things. Like I know it was awful, um, but on the flip side, for me personally, it was one of the best things that could have possibly happened because I feel like it gave me a huge advantage, right? Like to just be able to really focus on one thing and like nothing else was open you know so I was like okay since I can't do weddings I can't do like the stuff that I was kind of used to it just I was at every single club loose event I could get to and Ricky Hoffman is actually the person who kind of led me to tire stacks and it all just kind of was like right place right time you know that's actually pretty cool though the way that worked out for you um especially since like drifting wasn't even like probably the first thing you thought of with this whole like pursuing a photography company yeah dude no it was actually the last thing like i mean if you had told me three years ago that i would be so fortunate to be in motorsports or any kind of extreme sports i would have told you you're crazy like i thought that to be successful in this industry you basically had to do like weddings and real estate and like commercial stuff or like corporate stuff i've done a lot of corporate interviews which yo it's so boring it's like you have three cameras set up and you're just like recording this bro talking about stuff that you have no idea that he's talking about and I hated doing that so much so this is way cooler and I never would have ever thought that it would be possible you know um, so we're all really lucky to have English Town and, and the Naps and Club Loose like right at our fingertips you know yeah definitely uh, and then have didn't you also do like a bunch of the FDs and stuff yeah, yeah, so that was with tire stacks, like the, and again with COVID, like I feel like I was really fortunate in, in that aspect too, because my first year shooting FD was during COVID, right? So you can imagine, like, typically speaking at rounds, like any driver or person that a media person would want to get involved with, like they're bombarded by fans, there's so much happening, like at a normal round. But so my introductory year in the FD, there was nobody, you know? So like if you had somebody in your pit, like you were well aware that somebody was in your pit, you know, which I think gave me, uh, and probably a lot of other a massive advantage, um, you know? Cause like these drivers and people could really get to know who was on the track, you know, and like there. Um, so my first year was that year. Um, it was crazy with like the double headers and stuff. Like they were, and weekend but um yeah and then last year i did all eight rounds and looking like this next year the same thing but 
possibly even a little bit more. I'm really grateful and so excited. Yo, that's so, awesome. I love your yeah. photography that you do of people. I, I love just like the candid shots from, from those events. Those are really cool. Dude, you know what it is? Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, the people are what make this, like, and I think a lot of people, like, I don't know if you guys can relate to this, or, like, drifting in general, but I feel like there's a lot of, like, sports where it's kind of like the black sheep come together, you know? So, like, all of these people, it's, like, instantly I feel comfortable. I'm like, oh, yeah, these people speak my language, like... Victoria, uh, all the, like, all your equipment and stuff behind you, is that what all that stuff is? Yeah, oh my gosh, there is, this is like my pride and joy behind me, I'm uh, obsessed. Um, yeah, I started with like kind of nothing, but for the last like two years, every penny that I've made has gone right back in, you know, like, and it's so funny, because like when it comes to media stuff, like this stuff is not cheap, but then I like, I feel like I can never even talk about it, because like you guys with your cars, like, please, like, you know, um, but yeah, that's all my stuff behind me, um, and I'm really excited to keep keep growing it, you know? Just tools to make things easier and make stuff cooler. Well, how was your guys' day? Well, I'm a big old morning bird, so I went grocery shopping at the Ask Crack of Dawn to avoid people. You speak my language. Yeah, yeah, and then I did chores so that I could get them done early and out of the way. I act like I live with, like, a rich family or something, and then I did my chores. <laughs> Oh, How was your day, Alexis? I worked. Yeah. Dude, okay, so I know, like, again, like, I'm very surface level with kind of both of you guys because I haven't had the opportunity to actually have, like, a one-on-one -on -one conversation with either of you yet. Um, so I know you do, like, fabrication and, like, welding and stuff, but I still don't know entirely what you do. So, like... Yeah. It's it's cool. Um, so pretty much what I work on is uh, hydraulic cylinders, um, just like the stuff off of like anything from tractors to cranes to trailers, like compactors, that kind of thing. <laughs> I know it's so random. It's just like when she's driving, yo, I have footage of her, and it is so cute because you're like so tiny in your seat. And I'm like, yo, this girl, she's so petite, but like you're such a badass, such a badass. So if anything, I think you're very suitable, you know, like fits the vibe. It's fun. I'm like the only person that can fit behind the late dude. It's just like this wild life. I don't know because I work on stuff that's like, I don't know really big. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yeah. My job hired me because I'm the only one that can fit behind the machine. <laughs> I got tiny fingers. So what's like a normal day in a life working on that kind of stuff? Uh, you wake up early um, and then just pretty much so like what I do mostly is like I fix the rock. So. Definitely. You know what I will say? Like, I was so I've, I've lived all over. Like, I spent a lot of time in the Midwest, like Nebraska, Colorado. And everyone's like, why did you move to New Jersey from Colorado? And I mean, really, the answer is because my family is here. But what I really love to learn, like, well, learn to love about the East Coast is I feel like people are a lot more transparent. And I wish that maybe, like, you know, like, I think that's really 
cool. Like, if someone has a problem with you, for the most part, they tell you. And I don't know if there's, like, a... Yeah, which I think is really cool. No, it's true. I've heard that um, some East Coast people that I've known have actually had a hard time adjusting to the West Coast, and it's like, everybody will say the same thing, that they're so super nice, yeah. and more so nice than anybody that you'll just run into around here, but, like, it's almost, like, weird. It's, like, hard to get used to or acclimated, because lifestyle is different, whereas we're so go, 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 and they're a little bit more slower and laid back, and we're quick, I guess, is what I've gathered. Totally. I think with East Coast, it's like, yeah, because we have that, like, go, go, go mentality, everyone's just kind of, like, not quick quick to, like, cut people off, but just kind of, like... Not waste time? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why we're transparent? Totally, dude, way more transparent. Like, I am totally down with, like, the slower vibes sometimes, but, like, even got... And this might have been because it was high school, but, like, in Nebraska, people were so nice to your face, and they would turn around and talk shit on you, and I feel like that's a lot less, at least, since I've noticed in the East Coast, where it's, like, people are a lot more likely to confront you about it, and then you can fix it, you know, because you know it's wrong, but if you don't know something's even wrong, like, God, I hated that. Like, why wouldn't you just talk to me about it, you know? Silly. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I definitely think that we're very... You don't know, see, that's the thing, is I think we're a little bit rough around the edges, and I think people who probably aren't from here probably gather that as rude. Totally. And don't get me wrong, there's definitely rude people. Like, I work in New Jersey. Yeah. There's rude-ass people. They're terrible. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I work in a service department smack dab in the middle of New Jersey. So, yeah. I meet some pretty terrible people every day. I've been told I'm very patient. Which is crazy, because I didn't think I was, but apparently I am. It takes a special kind of person. I've been Mm -hmm. told I am not patient, that that is my weakness that I should work on. Really? That's probably why we're friends, Kim. I was just going to say, it's like yin and yang, baby. you got to have that dynamic duo of, like, no shit, and then, like, it's okay, like, you know. Mm -hmm. I do have a limit, though, because we were discussing this, and there is, like, a there is like a limit of how much you should or take as a person <laughs> that values themselves. Um, and it's kind of hard drawing that line in the sand. Because for me, it's like, I think I'm very, very, like, I think I'm nice, but I've had people who think um, that my sense of humor is mean, so maybe they think I'm mean. But it's funny, because I think I'm one of the nicest people in the world, even though I'm a little, I don't know. I don't know, what is it? What's wrong with me, Alexis? No, I mean, I just think that, yep, you're, yes, you're funny, but it's an honest funny that also can, (laughs) I don't know, stuff that people don't like to face, but you're just like, by the way. (laughs) Well, I usually think it's stuff that I think is okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't try and go after things that I think people are upset or uncomfortable about, but I definitely do. Um, I think my level of comfort is, like, trying to pick on something that, I don't know, maybe, okay, I'm mean. Yeah, maybe I'm mean. (laughs) Personally, dude, I love surrounding myself with people who are willing to say things that are kind of almost hard to say. Maybe they're not hard for you to say, but, like, that realness and, like, even if you put it in, like, a joking way, you know, like, I think that's Yeah, 
valuable quality, you know? Like, personally, I would love it if someone was like, what that? Like, here's what you could do better. Or like, you know, this is where you suck or why you suck. Like, like for some people, I mean, you're definitely kind of, um, I don't know. It depends on who you meet, how you're interpreted, I guess. And that's how I feel. I know, see, Taylor's constantly interpreted as, like, a ray of sunshine. That's 100% accurate. And I know that if somebody doesn't like Taylor, it's them. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, it's probably you. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor's an angel. Yep. An absolute angel. I've only had the pleasure of talking to her a couple times. But you know what I think? I think when people meet really nice people who are genuinely happy, sometimes they're, like, skeptical. They're like, hmm. Is it real? Are you real? You know? Oh, it's real. It's yeah. so real. It's so real. Yeah. It's it's very real, but there are a few things that can upset Taylor. Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, shoveling snow. Uh, shoveling snow. Uh, being around snow. Traffic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's things that make Taylor not so sunshiny, but yeah, if you want overall, to- it's a hundred percent real. Yeah, she's like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you want to push her buttons, just give her traffic in snow, dude. In this mm-hmm. way, ever is it almost funny though? Because I feel like she's such a sweetie that if she gets upset, it's like I would almost have a hard time taking it seriously. I'd be like, "Oh, Taylor, <laughs> you're so sweet," and it's I get, I'm trying to like literally visualize her right now in the car, like. Damn it! But I still think she's like probably it's scary, especially if you're in the car. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll like she'll tailgate on the highway because someone cut her off, and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna put the seatbelt on for the first time in a long time." At least on her in her defense, if anybody's mm-hmm. gonna be this on the road, I have full faith in her driving abilities. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Tailgate, she can let her freaking rip, baby. Get him. And like, and like I said, if they cut off Taylor, they were wrong. Yeah, so it was, it was their fault. Yeah, I just didn't want to become collateral in it. That's all. Smart. Yeah, that's all. But yeah, no, it's definitely. Um, I don't know. It's definitely scarier than sitting in her driver's seat or passenger seat while she's driving. Not in a mean way. It's just definitely more. Um, life is more uncertain when Taylor's angry and driving. Yeah. <laughs> she taps into it great when she drifts, though. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you did Drift Week. Are you planning on doing the East Coast one this year? Dude, I would freaking love to. Like, there's been a couple people who have mentioned it, but nothing set in stone. Um, okay. Are you, wait, are you guys doing it? Um, <laughs> I, I just, just, it's very expensive. I think that's my only thing is, uh, this year I was kind of like, oh, I should, I want to do a lot of drifting and yeah. I know it's a great opportunity. I'm still just, I don't know, you know, things are going great with my husband right now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> Wait, does your husband drift or anything? Um, so he... Sorry, guys. I, like, again, I feel, I feel like an imposter. I'm like, oh my gosh, I only know so no. much. No, you're fine. People, like, all the time are like, wait, you're married? I'm like, yeah, he just... 
works most of the time while I'm drifting my life away. Um, <laughs> but he does drift. He was down at English Town last year, but he has like a really nice BRZ, like like <laughs> really nice. He kept it in the garage for years, and um, yeah, he just uh, drifts like once every five years, you know. Good for him. That's awesome. So at least he gets it, you know? Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Kim, do you want to enlighten her a little bit? Manny tolerates it. <laughs> yeah. He's, just, he's very, but yeah, no, he lets her do what she wants. Um, within varying degrees. Cause yeah. I mean, I tried to do, like, 30 of them yeah. one year, and I think that was, like, I think that was the limit right there. I think it's between hosting events and then also driving events. It's kind of an every weekend affair. Yeah. And it's probably a lot. He probably feels a lot like an FD wife, you know? Yep. No, it's yeah. tough, dude. It's really tough. Yeah, and part of the problem, not not problem, I mean, he's very, very supportive. He's probably the most supportive person in the world, but, like, if he comes down to the events with me, it's like, all right, we've both worked all week, and then I just get into the, like, boiled wife mode where I'm like, can you do my tires for me? <laughs> can you do everything while I just relax? And drive. Run our booth. <laughs> Have you ever thought about driving yourself? I drove one time, and you know what? I was even really apprehensive with that because I knew that I was going to love it. And to get honest with myself, I cannot afford that hobby at all whatsoever. And every penny that I have right now is going right back into my cameras. You know, it's like you got to pick and choose, you know? Um, so, I mean, I, I would love to, but on the flip side, it's like it's I can't go down that rabbit hole, you know, like, I'd love to have property and a house and, like, do all that first, um, but if a solid up, and, I mean, I don't know, I'm, like, again, like, I kind of stay in my lane, like, I know a little bit about tires, because of tire stacks, actually, I'm, like, pretty educated on tires, but, God, it's expensive, dude, to get into, it's, like, that's my actual favorite thing about this community, is I have never met an entire group of people who are so tenacious and willing to put absolutely every resource they have into something. Like, I've, it's incredible. Like, a lot of times, like, even at my, my production job or whatever, we'd have, like, other randos kind of, you know, we would hire freelancers to come on in, like, full-blown productions. And I would look around all the time and be like, dude, like, half these people aren't even working. Like, what the heck are you doing? Like, no offense, like, in the nicest way possible. Like, why are you even here? Like, people are paying you to stand here and do nothing. But in drifting, dude, like, every single person, like, dumps their entire life into this and, like, works so hard. It's the most contagious thing ever. There has never been a drift event that I've been at where I'm, like, I'm the hardest worker here. Like, no, like, everybody is so hardworking. And the amount of money and time and investment, it's so admirable. So it's insane. I honestly don't know how half of them afford it, especially in the world that we live in now. It's pretty crazy, especially tire prices. I know we had uh, Frank on, uh, God, probably a couple months ago, and he was telling us just about the tariff increase and uh, what that was going to mean for everybody else. And it's yep. it's just crap like that. It's just unavoidable. A hundred percent. 
hundred percent. So, I mean, hats off to everybody though, because like, I see you guys, how hard you work, you know, like it blew my mind. That's the other thing. I never really feel comfortable actually asking about the like reality of how expensive this stuff is. Cause it's just not my place, you know, like, but when people do open up about how much this stuff costs, it blows my freaking mind. Like you're spending how much on a set of tires and they last you for how many laps? Like what? crazy crazy but the one time i did drive though oh my god so freaking fun dude are you kidding me so i get it i freaking get it i totally get it like oh my god insane what, so, what kind of car uh i drove um matt ezzy's car um and it was so fun it was a uh, his 240 that he has um and i just did like donuts and figure eights um but i mean i picked it up pretty quick um, but I, honestly, I just think that's because I, I grew up racing dirt bikes, so I kind of understand, like, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's different with, like, your feet, you know, um, but, yeah, my brother was there, he's really fun, um, yeah, and, like, all my, that's it's so funny, because it's always a question I get, it's, when are you going to start driving, and I'm like, bro, don't be a bad influence, like, no, I can't, I can't right now, like, do you want cool media or not, like, <laughs> no, I'm right there with you, I won't, I won't, I have to do the house thing right now. I have to pay whatever I can pay a bitch. Yeah. Um, but I like being around it. The people are awesome. Same. Same. And you know what? It's cool. Like, I think it's beautiful. Nothing makes me happier than seeing somebody all gassed up. Like, they just had the best run ever. Like, having fun, you know? And, like, for me, that's enough energy to feed off of. Like, okay, they're having a good time. I got a good video for you. And I, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm in a good spot, you know? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Is there, like, anywhere else that you want to, like, travel to this year? Or any other, like, groups you want to work with? <laughs> Dude. So, okay, so I shoot on Fujifilm cameras, right? And Fujifilm, like, I don't know, uh, do you guys know a lot about cameras? I'm not trying to, like, totally, okay. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, she's honest. <laughs> no, nothing. I really know nothing about cars. Like, mm-hmm. I've been learning slowly but surely and I feel like I'm starting to understand the language um but in camera world like I've never met another person who shoots on Fujifilm cameras like the, like when I had my initial investment to get camera gear I went with Fujifilm because they were super affordable like I could afford two bodies and four lenses um for ten thousand dollars which ten thousand dollars in car world and camera world that's that's chump change like that's nothing mm-hmm. like, what do you get with ten thousand dollars you know um, but Fujifilm is actually headquartered in Japan, and, like, my life freaking goal is to get a relationship going with Fujifilm, because I think it'd be really beautiful to be able to show, like, hey, like, the power, for one, like, it's a great camera, but it's, I mean, I'm up against some cameras that are, like, serious cinema cameras, you know, like, in FD stuff, um, but so to be able to show, like, especially younger kids, like, dude, like, you can get out there and make magic on it anything like you don't need to change your gear like i'm out here clutch kicking the shit out of my gear too dude like you know um so i would love to go to japan and i thought like as a passion project what would be really cool is to show the contrast between like american drifting maybe japanese drifting and like working hand in hand with fujifilm um so if i had any goal that i'm like working towards i would i would love to like work with them um and i mean because like whether it's fd japan or, or the grassroots stuff like everything kind of um 
But then outside of that, I just want to go to New Zealand to go to New Zealand because shit, it looks beautiful there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was I just like like a New Zealand comedy, so I was like, yeah, I was like, I like that weird goofy comedy, so I was like, yeah, I could fuck with that. I like Australia though, and New Zealand just reminds me of baby Australia. Same, and like you might as well just hit both of them, you know. Like if you go to one, you might as well yeah. go to the other. Like if you're in that zone, you know, just make it a whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure they would love that comparison of being baby Australia. Australia. <laughs> that's all I think of it is. I'm like, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, maybe a little bit less spiders, you know. If somebody wanted to say that we were kind of like Canada, I wouldn't be that mad about it. Are, are we really that different than Canada? I don't even really think we are that different. No, right? we're definitely not baby. We're like the angry stepchild <laughs> baby. And Canada's like the good one getting like all the good grades, but we're like spray painting walls and smoking cigarettes. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's definitely us. Like that seems sick too. I'd love to go to Canada, dude. I want to go everywhere. Like I don't know about you guys. Like my international travel is like pretty limited, but man, I want to go everywhere. Oh yeah, you should, definitely should. I had the opportunity to go to Japan. And I, I got to, I actually got to drive at Ebisu because, oh! it was crazy. dude, and, like, I think you're going to get, the, like, these opportunities that you want because they'll just, like, randomly pop up. Like, I met this couple down in uh, Florida, and they invited me to go to Japan and drive their car with them. Awesome people. Shout out to Brittany Maffey. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely, like, put it out there to the universe. Make it happen, you know? Dude, I'm a firm believer that if you work really, really hard and you're a good person and you just do the right thing and keep chugging along, you know, like, I think eventually, it, and you put it out there, you know, that's the thing, too, is, like, asking for help and just shooting your shot, like, don't be afraid to shoot your shot, but I'm really optimistic and, and hopeful. I freaking love to. Um, that's badass, though. I'm glad you have supportive parents, too. That's pretty cool. That they, like, get that. Do they work for themselves? Am I weird? Because I feel like I've seen you at your parents, like, your dad does, like, a job site. Because I've seen you make, like, a little video. Yeah. This is a while ago, so sorry if I've been following you for a really long time and that stuck with me. But I'm like, so at least they probably were supportive in the sense of, like, yeah, they get it. Get out there and work for yourself. Dude, my dad is a freaking beast. Like, he started his business with, like, bare bones nothing. This guy had, like, 70 bucks in his pocket, and he has built this construction company that's, like, I mean, it's not massive. It's not, like, a behemoth, but it's, like, pretty big, and he does some really admirable work, you know? So for the last 15 years of my life, like, I've watched my dad build this business from nothing to something, you know? Um... And for me personally, like, there's nothing more fulfilling than this, you know? Like, if I could put all my eggs in one, well, my eggs are literally in all one basket right now. Like, I'm full force to this. But my dad completely understands. Um, and on the flip side, too, I've been 100% self-sufficient since I was, like, 17 I moved out. Um, and then I moved back in when I was, like, 25. Um, so I kind of did things backwards, you know, like now I'm currently at home with my parents pursuing this craziness. Um, it gives me the opportunity to put everything back into my business, you know? So it's like, I don't, I'm not really cashing out here by any means, but, um, 
really amazing, you know? Like, and at first, my parents were pretty skeptical. Like, even when I was like, dude, I'm going for it. Like, I have no other choice right now. Like, I'm, this is the one chance. Like, the worst thing I'll do is not try, you know? So, uh, I'm really, really, really lucky that they let me live here for free, which is, like, the biggest thing, because New Jersey rent prices, Started, dude. I've been looking like because in my head, right? I'm like, okay, so like the last three years since Vital or two years since Vital Focus was born, like everything has gone back on my business. I really haven't made a penny like that has like gone into my pocket or bank account, you know, like it's all going right back into gear and stuff. Um, so if I had any goal this year, it's to like maybe be able to pay myself. Um, and I'm looking at apartments freaking everywhere though, dude. Like Utah looks sick. Like Jersey is so damn expensive. Like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why we didn't even look. We, we saw housing prices and just like, just the taxes. And we were like, no, we'll just hop the border. So we did. We went to Pennsylvania. We just, there was no way. Smart, dude. Pennsylvania is a second runner-up, because I'd love to stay close to my family, but then there's this other huge part of me that's like, dude, like, I want to go to Utah. I want to go everywhere. Yeah, so. just fucking go for it. Yeah, and that's my thing, right? It's like, fuck it. Like, just yeah. around, like, whatever. They get it. Parents get it. My dad gets sad, because I live only, like, what, five hours away? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm a drive. I'm like, I'm, I could get there in an emergency, same day. Yeah, which is I that. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't know. I mean, I think I I think I couldn't man up and go to like California, but as much as I'd love to, because you said you lived in Colorado, and I was like, shit, that's where I would always want to live. If I could live anywhere, it would be Colorado. It's amazing, not gonna lie. It's my favorite state that I've ever lived in. Um, but I came back because of my family. You know, my brother got engaged, and I'm like, bro, what? Like, I haven't even met this girl. What do you mean you're engaged? And, and I felt like I had this massive thing where I was like, I'm missing out on my family and their life. You know, so it's like that constant pull between like being supportive and being present with your family. You know, because time is so valuable. Like, if I've learned anything, you regret. You know, like the things that you don't say or the time that you don't spend because, I mean, everyone wants to focus on money, but at the end of the day, like, your time is your most valuable asset, you know? Um, so I'm, like, constantly in battle with myself of, like, do I stay here? And, like, my brother's got a kid on the way. Or, like, do I move? I don't know. Like, what do I want to do? I don't know. It's, like, internal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trust me, I get it. I would love to move to, like, Wyoming or somewhere like that, but no. Yeah, and I'm, like, opposite. I don't know, do you guys, like, I know Taylor hates the snow, but, like, do you guys hate the snow? Man, I am a freaking snow junkie. Like, I can't get enough of it. Like, I want to be in the mountains. I want to be around, like, all the altitude, all the snow, all the snowboarding. I think visually it's gorgeous. I think if you have shit to do that day, it can be very inconvenient. But, like, I feel like, yeah, like, on a weekend, if we get, like, a good storm or something, I'm like, wow. But if it's, like, I got to go to work, and I got to be at work at 7.30, which means I got to leave by, like, 6, I'm, yeah. like, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm going to wipe it all off your car and stuff. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if, like, I don't know. I guess if it was never an inconvenience, then, yeah, I like it. Because, like, I started snowboarding again, or at least I tried um, last season. And I want to get back into it. It's just been icy, I've been hearing. I've been hearing all the mountains around here are really icy. 
Uh-huh. Dude, that's why so, I have fun. I'm like, you know, like I sit here and I bitch and complain about it. I'm like, God damn it, the only thing I have to look forward to in the winter is snowboarding, but it's like just been a really kind of crappy year and I'm in the position now where it's like I can't afford to break a leg or an arm and I'm not willing to go spend money to go ride on ice when it's like shit conditions, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, hard no, dude. Hard no. The- and that's why I'm fantasizing about Utah. I'm like, yo, if I just go to Utah, like, it'd be great, you know? Because, like, my kind of schedule right now is, like, drifting. is like I work like a psychopath for, like, that season and then in the winter it's like my work is like far and few in between it's like sporadic editing or like your random like real estate shoot you know but otherwise like i'm pretty much just chilling for like three months so i really wish i had like you know snowboarding to go hop on to which is actually kind of an eye opener like a lot of times people are like oh seasonal depression I'm like dude that's not a thing like you're fine but now this year I'm like, shit dude this sucks when you got nothing to do like mm-hmm so I'm saying, that's what I was telling you, Alexis. You're like, oh, you and Taylor with the snowboarding. And I'm like, you know, you got to run from the darkness somehow. Yeah, right? Like, get those endorphins falling. Like, do a little something fun. But when you're robbed of that, it's like, damn it, dude. Like, come on. I'm ready to, like... Um, you do need the art, I, though. I have to get all bundled up and shit. I look like the damn Michelin man. Like... <laughs> you are small. Dude, I won't even be able to move my arms. I'm just going to play. You are too small for a lot of, like, you would look like a little kid. It's cute. No, I would I would not be into it, man. I don't know. For me, winter times just, like, make all the money back that you spent on drifting during the summer. Yep. And, um, like, go to the gym and stuff. Because, dude, I fall off so bad during the season just with, like, everything. It's so hard to keep a schedule when you're on the road. I'm sure you know. Dude, it's like my arch nemesis, kind of. Yeah, it's tough. Like, I'm pretty fortunate. Like, Frank has really good taste, you know? Like, we're really lucky with our group that we're in. Like, we get, like, at least one or two really good meals when we're out at FD. But for the most part, I mean, you're working, like, psycho hours. And the thing like with media that a lot of people don't necessarily see and I mean it's the same with like the crew and stuff right like something goes wrong with the car like there's no like clocking out and like I'm done like you gotta fix it like FD weekends are nuts man like if you're shooting all day and I'm a psycho like I'm all over the place um but then you gotta go home dump your footage charge your batteries and then like you're not really eating the it's a whole thing it's a whole thing but I mean I'm probably probably like I'm up so late every night and everybody you know so that's another passion project that would be really cool to actually like show the reality of like a lot of almost like the the darker challenging sides because I think a lot of times like just like anything in life right like you get on social media and you see where the grass is the greenest you know it's like oh that's so freaking sick like you know but in reality it's like every single person there is busting their ass you know and like I want to see this um, Vice style edit of like this dark drifting world. Yo, but it's like kind of like in a weird way true. Like, I mean, me and my one friend Alex, we were joking about it. You know, it's like we can just see it. It's like, oh, really exciting and like badass and like you're shooting, but then you go home and like, or well, back to your hotel or whatever and you're alone. Gross hotels, the murder. 
And then you're charging your batteries, you're dumping your memory cards, and so you're just like you, and in his case, a glass of whiskey, and in my case, I don't even really know, I'm just like fucking sitting there, coffee, pumping in all the caffeination. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I can see it though, dude, like the kind of like, almost like reality of what it takes, you know, which I think could be kind of cool for people to see sometimes, you know, like... Because you see it on social media, and I and I think that's true across the board. You know, everything looks better um, on social media, but reality sometimes is it's a lot harder than what you might think. Oh yeah, no, we like to glamorize the good. We really don't like to show people all the bad stuff. I know I definitely don't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the grossness of social media sometimes. Dude, I literally just deactivated my personal account, and it's so funny, like, even being in a guys' podcast, like, right now, it's like, I've been, like, hiding, kind of, because I'm like, eh, I don't know, like, yeah, social it's media weird. <laughs> it's a good time to hide, there's not enough, there's really not a lot going on. Yeah. Like, Joe Rogan's in trouble, Betty White's dead, you're good, you're caught up. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh, man, what if I thought that I can tell you I've thought about deleting my social media all the time. I think about it constantly, but I'm just so selfish because I'm like, no, everybody has to do it. Or else, I like, nobody can have it. I'm like, we would all be way happier. But I just, I don't want to be the one person that's sitting at a dinner table and everybody's scrolling. And I'm like, oh, I suck. Dude, I've used Vital Focus as, like, my outlet for, like, social media, you know? But, like, without, like, kind of behind the scenes, you know? Where it's, like, not about me at all. It's actually about all the cool people that I'm lucky enough to shoot. Um, but kind of taking me out of the equation. I gotta give my head, like, yeah. Everybody who's, like, really in front of the camera, man, I respect everybody. Like, I can't even tell you. It's not easy, I feel like. No, cameras aren't easy, though. Trust me, I tried to do the media thing for a little bit, and, um, no. No, I, I don't, I can't figure it out. I keep everything in that automatic mode now. I'm not learning a new skill set. It's just not happening. I tried. I want to know a little bit, just enough about everything to survive. Dude, you're an artist, so, like, what you do is freaking sick, so we're, like, reverse. Like, I'm trying to learn right now, like, all kinds of cool, like, graphic design. Like, that's kind of how I've been spending this off-season is, like, nerding out with, like, After Effects and how do I animate stuff and how do I, like, learn how to do graphic stuff, like. Yeah, I can hold the hell out of the pen, I'll tell you that. But cameras, <laughs> definitely not. I, I'm so impressed by some people because, like, to me, it's like you think you're going to go there and what media for me is you think you're going to capture, like, this gorgeous moment because you're seeing it like that. And then it's like all of a sudden the camera, it looks like my dad recording uh, Christmas 1995. I'm like, ew. I'm like, how did I fuck that up? <laughs> that was gorgeous. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I respect media. I, I literally... I didn't. I never drive, but I can tell you, I scroll through all the media every time, just because. I don't know. I think I'm just impressed, and I love looking at everybody's media after a good event and being like, "Jesus, how do these kids do this?" Some some of them are like so young too, and I'm like, "How do you know how to do this?" Amazing, dude. I can think of like 50 people off the top of my head because I do the same thing. I, I look and see what everybody's up to. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, even your stuff. Even with the tire stacks video that you did with like crushing stuff, I'm like, 
Tim. I'm like, how did you make that look so good? Oh, dude, that was so silly. I was like, I'm just trying to think of random stuff to do, you know, like, and, and GT Radial and Tire Sacks were amazing. And like, at FD uh, New Jersey, actually, Frank looked at my car, because it was the first time he saw it. And he was like, embarrassed. He's like, dude, what tires do you have on your car? Like, because I'm not, a, I don't know, like, I don't know anything about cars. I don't care about my tires. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm trying to like get to A to B, you know? Yeah, and he, like, gave me these tires, him and GT Radial, so I'm like, oh, I gotta make something for them with them, what am I gonna do, because, like, I don't have a cool car, I have, like, a Volvo, it's just, like, a regular-ass mom-looking car, so, like, what can I make to be, like, thank you guys for the tires, so the only thing I can think of is running shit over for fun, um, <laughs> and I don't have cool wheels, like, I got nothing, I'm just like, alright, let me try to do something. Nah. I love it. I love that Frank was also like, ew, nobody rolls in my crew with those. <laughs> I know! <laughs> no, that's super sweet. He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I went, um, actually to, uh, Nitro Rallycross at the end of the year, and, like, the season is always so hectic. Like, I got to meet his wife and kids when we were in Orlando, but I got to go stay with them for the weekend. And watching Frank interact with his kids and his wife was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life like this dude is so wholesome and such a good dad it's which is really cool you know like that was the thing with starting my own business too is what was important to me is to work with people that I really wanted to work with you know like again taking money out of the equation when I think of my quality of life it's like I want to surround myself with good people who have a good heart and, and good intentions you know um so it was like unbelievable watching him with his family you know oh yeah dude that like i'm kind of indifferent about kids right like i think i'd be like a sick mom and i would love to have babies one day but on the flip side like if i don't it won't crush me but then i i met his daughter and i'm like like i really got to spend time with her and i'm like dude i would die to have a little girl spawn of myself like she was she's perfect and so is bash she's so cool but See, I don't want them, but I get what you're saying with that. Because trust me, I see some people with their kids. I'm like, all right, well, that's pretty freaking cute. I'm like, I get that. Like, oh my god, oh my god, so cute. And you can raise them to be little badasses, you know. Like Frank's kids are gonna be so cool. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Being that involved and around like a dad who does stuff like that, yeah, I would say that's pretty badass. Right, right. See, I don't want kids, but I would love to have grandkids. Like, I just want to skip to being a grandma. <laughs> I don't think you can do that, though. I know you can't do that, but it'd be awesome if you could. That would be really nice. If they were guaranteed cool, you know. <laughs> I don't want to be a mom, I want to be a grandma. Yeah, I want to just, like, spoil the kids and then bring them back to their parents and their mom or whatever, and have them love me unconditionally. Sounds like you just need to be a grandma to, like, some friends' kids. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I've never, I've only been on one one podcast before, and it was super random, and I wasn't stoked on how I did. Like, did I do okay? I don't really know. I feel like I ran a lot. No, you did great. <laughs> Alright, All right, ladies. I'll, uh, I'll let you ladies go. All right, have fun grocery shopping, Alexis. Kim, whatever you're doing, thank you. And have a good rest of your night, love. See you guys. Bye.
thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble definitely check out the next episode appreciate all your support don't forget to follow drift kitchen on instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch thanks again guys